Okay. 0.003 is 0.0026 mm -hmm. pounds sterling. Uh, you would need basically 4,227 streams uh, to buy uh, a June, 19, June 2023 issue of Doctor Who magazine. And on that bombshell... <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, Cruising Through Doomsday, a podcast about Doctor Who, Doomsday, a transmedia experience. I'm Philip Whelan, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Georgia Harper, my pronouns are she and her. And yes, the Bastille reference in the title is my idea. Um, our guest is artist... TV presenter, though, though acknowledging that means I have to acknowledge the, the, the dark times. That you also um, were a TV but, uh, presenter once. Sam Chowderhorn, how are you doing? Hello. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Um, we, we mentioned TV presenter, but that was one time. So it was one time. I, it was it was one time grown, and we are not allowed to live it down even for ourselves. <laughs> we've grown as people um, since then, I like to think. Yes. Um, yes. And and you know what else has grown? Uh idle mobile phone games. Oh yeah. It it certainly it certainly has grown. Uh and as as uh listeners to the podcast and indeed enjoyers of Doctor Who Doob's Day might already know, there are two events in uh, Doctor Who Lost in Time, an idle phone game. Um, so we really were like, you know, obviously we had the previous episode with Evan Jones and we talked a lot about just ranting about the game mechanics. Yeah. And we were kind of just like, how are we going to talk about this again? And the answer is, we're not. Sam's here. We're gonna have a great time yes. talking about <laughs> other Doctor Who. I suppose we should. We should. I think we should very cover briefly the cover the, um, the actual story so of the Sam, game. Yeah. Um, okay. I a spoiler warning for listeners. I have only read the first part, so I have to do a lot of catch up. So if if you could catch me up live. That would be yeah. Fantastic. So 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 the good news is you don't really. Um, basically, uh, you got the setup. Doom uh, has twenty four hours to live. Uh, she has got to go to a different location every hour, and she's trying to pick the ones to find the Doctor because they'll save her. So in the Doctor Who magazine supplement, she goes to next location four times. Briefly meets the sixth Doctor, who can't help her, and that's kind of it. In the Titan comics, they're quite fun. She meets Missy, pretending to be the most Doctor to ever who. They have some, like, fun adventures together, um, or, like, sort of together with Missy chasing her through time. Um, but then that's kind of it, because at the end, Doom has to go to next location. This is where we get the first phone event game. And in these um hopefully you've seen some of the screenshots nobody moves in the game mm -hmm. it's just like panels um i was quite excited to see falling leaves in the animation yes. for this particular event the first event didn't even have that <laughs> she sort of meets the 13th doctor but it turns out to not really be her it's actually chameleon um 
And then from there, we have the novel, which is very enjoyable. That's if I was going to recommend one thing, it's probably that. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a ninth Doctor adventure, though the second Doctor also shows up. Um, the one bit of lore is that the novel basically confirms that the, the old man in New Venice is, is Hartnell. Basically, it's the first Doctor. Um, it's not... It's not like a hundred percent confirmed, but it's strongly implied. It's it's pretty clear that that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Troughton's doctor is like, ah, yes, he saw you. He wrote about you in his diary. <laughs> um, and then so it's kind of like it means that everything's very standalone and you can enjoy everything on its own. But like the overarching plot is still doom is constantly going to next location trying to find the doctor mm-hmm. um but, but so my question is which doctor because there's so she seemed yeah. to have met about yeah, five so it's not it's not clear why the uh subsequent regenerations can't help her it wasn't clear in in our one uh the doctor is described as an old man uh, it hasn't been clear up until the novel, which basically confirms that it's Hartnell's Doctor, um, the first Doctor. But yeah, it's not really clear why or why previous regenerations can't help or subsequent regenerations, sorry, can't help. Yeah, we so we've sort of covered this um, in in the episode on the novel with uh, with Will Shaw. Um, but my best theory is. There is some reason for uh, for which you know the doctor doesn't want to cross his own timeline in in another regeneration, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, all of the all of the regenerations that Doom has encountered so far are kind of reticent to to help um, a little bit. I guess actually that's a question for you, Sam. Um, as someone who hasn't done much of Doomsday so far. But you know, has seen some of the trailers and have heard us talking about it. Like, what what's your general impression of this? <laughs> it seems okay. The premise actually seems very cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost like a collector's guide, um, except you you're sort of mainly going for the plot and going to see which next bit of media you have to pick up whatever that media may be. But the actual plot just sounds quite odd because there's not much... Mm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what happens? She just... It's, she seems to just start at one location, then, oh, we have to get her to the next medium by yeah. the story's end. So what we have to do is we have to wrap up that tiny little story and then the next time she'll meet four other different people... And by that point, she'll be in a magazine and then she might be, I don't know, on a DVD. Um, <laughs> so it does sound, the, the the premise sounds quite cool. Whether or not it's actually been effectively uh, mm-hmm. sort of replicated is a different matter, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly it has been, it has been executed better in some media yeah. than than others for example in the uh, dwm supplement comic um each story had basically like two or three pages worth of comic to it which mm. was not very much at all no. they did tie into each other 
but it it felt kind of like not very much. Not very much. No, it it did. Tell you what, it it felt kind of like an improv game that was then captured in comic form. (laughs) I mean, so the the Titan comics, the Missy ones, Mm. I think did this really well. So that was two comics, um, twenty odd pages each. And covered two hours each. Okay. So four hours total yeah. across like 40 something pages. DWM tried to do that in one 20 page supplement and they didn't have the overarching arc of like yeah. Missy and so on. Right. So yeah. And this this story, uh, which we in the phone game, Lost in Time, which we are gonna have to briefly touch on, even it it's almost incredible how little happens in this. Yes, so, which which I think is is a result of it being one hour's worth of of Doomsday. Yeah, that's kind of in universe slotted in between two quite important pieces of media. Yes, we have BBC Audio coming next. Yeah. so between the novel and so it's almost like the game's almost like uh, that sort of discard not discarded bit, but it, it sounds like the bad episode. It's like the bad episode that you don't want to watch to get to the next good one. No, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It's like, yeah. And it's yeah. also like, yeah. And it's also like, you know, we've, had, we've just had the novel, um, which, you know, M.G. Harris, it was really yeah. constantly done. We've got the BBC audio coming up, which we haven't had the chance to listen to yet. Mm. But like, you know, obviously it's going to be a, a, you know, a heftier piece of media. So I I sort of imagine the premise for this story being just don't, just disturb as little as possible. Like just stay out the way. (laughs) So a a little bit of admin. Um, This uh, Lost in Time, as before, it was a limited day phone event, about four days. Yeah. It coincided exactly with me moving in with Philip. Of course which means that we were which means we were both even if we had wanted to we were not able to play ourselves first time round there was a repeat uh, that has just finished i think yes. it ran over last weekend um and i did try and play through that however in a slight tweak to the game mechanics they don't give you any um of the second number yeah. of energy which basically prevents you from automating anything i had to spend saved up premium currency uh that's kind of been accumulated through the game to do that um you can't complete two out of the three achievements but don't worry they're front and center of the shop to purchase for six pounds 79 um so like we didn't get much of the story that way uh so full credit again to some very kind people on twitter um A Madman Not a Box and also uh, Completing Who uh, put threads together with sort of most of the story. This does mean, uh, because we are not giving a penny to Lost in Time, our running total uh, is unchanged at £33.43, <laughs> plus the psychic damage from playing Lost in Time, plus the realisation of how many everyday social interactions I avoid that would otherwise benefit me from when we tried to pre-order the book. So has this entire thing so far cost you £33.99? Plus uh, psychic damage, yes. Plus the psychic damage of the phone game, yes. yes. Obviously that is not, that's not counting, um, that's not counting like the cost of the audios and so on that we haven't got to, which are, I think, considerably more expensive. Yeah. Oh, than, they will be, they'll the be rest. hefty. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the running total so far. 
I suppose if you have money, it's great. But also, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sort of thinking, <clears throat> I don't know, I imagine, let's say you're, the, you're this person who would quite like to see this mm. side quest that a character who you've never met before, let's say an entirely new character you've never met before, and the first mm-hmm. thing that you get is a free uh, story mm-hmm. on a website. That's fantastic. And then you have to pay. How much was the comic again? Twelve ninety nine or ten ninety nine? Oh god! Well, it was Doctor Who magazine was was ten pound ninety nine. I think the Missy comics were not actually yeah. as much. Right. And then the novel was like twelve pounds. So yeah, yeah, you are. But still, like that's quite a fair amount for. Yeah, a... and the fact that the folk for the phone game to really get the story, you have to splash out on like it's not even real. Mm. I I think I think it's technically possible to get all of the content without paying, but you have to be like really good at idle games yes. and sort of anticipating the sort of tricks that developers of those games put in mm. and also spend a lot more time on it than we were willing to do the second time around. Well, especially as, again, I was moving house yes. and you were having to rearrange your house around me moving house. You had other, you had other important things to think about rather yeah. than... Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, because, again, we did play the repeat game mm. and, Sam, I think I hopefully sent you this screenshot. Um, during the main game um, last, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago when it ran... Uh, you had the chance to win Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, we missed that and I played the repeat. Um, you got to win the Master. <gasps> and specifically, I think it was supposed to be Sasha Dawan's incarnation, but... Uh... I'm not convinced still. <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> where is the image? Here we go. Dude, I think I have to admit, the funny, the funniest thing about this image is that they've got epic... Britain. Yes. Yes. Underneath <laughs> it, and it's a top reward. I mean, it's it's just classic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think you get cards that are common and yeah. cards that are rare and cards that are epic. Yeah. And I think the epic cards are even rarer than the rare yes. cards, but honestly, Ooh. I haven't bothered to look it up. Um, also, like, this, it does look like somebody was allowed to look at a picture of Sasha Darwan <laughs> for two seconds. Yes. And was then given a Patrick Troughton animation and was just like, do something with this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, if this is if this is going to be an animation, uh, then I'm all for that. Because um, <laughs> um, I think that would be brilliant. But as a, as a video game animation uh, mm-hmm. graphic... I'm I'm kind of slightly uh, nonplussed by it, um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe for the, for a, a mobile game, it might be your best. It might be your best bet in terms of I mean, graphic content. I I would have hoped that they had a wider range of skin tones. Yes, rather than making Sasha Darwan just sort of look like a, a white man who has had a very nice summer holiday. <laughs> yes, I, exactly. I would have. I would have. I would have hoped that they would actually hire someone who can draw rather than 
just purchase a library of of random assets and try to throw it together. <laughs> I mean, speaking speaking of which, you know, um, Sam, uh, I've just I haven't mentioned this yet. Sam does the cover art for uh, the Cruising Through Doomsday yeah, podcast. It's very good. Which is 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 much nicer to look at than <laughs> this attempt at winning the master. Um, <laughs> well, you are too kind. First of all, thank you. Um, but secondly. <laughs> That's that's bias as well, but thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, so that's that's kind of all the context. Yes. Um, to briefly touch on what story there is, um, basically it follows um, Doom speaking to someone called Martin Altaya. Um, but I think it might be Tur because I think the joke is martyr. Okay. Um, Philip mm. had to Philip had to point that out to me the other day. Thank you, Philip. Because um, he turns out it turns out that she talks to the guy, uh, she saves his life, and then she has to assassinate him so that he becomes a martyr. <laughs> now the whole time, I was kind of thinking. You know, because there are some deep cuts in this game. The previous event featured Chameleon. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, and I was kind of, yeah. And I was kind of thinking this whole time, like, who is Martin? Like, am I supposed to know who he is? What, like, story is he from? Am I, like, a fake fan because I don't remember Martin? We we asked around mm. uh, some of the other, you know, some of our friends. Um, nobody seems to know who Martin is. It looks like this is an original character as well, particularly again as his name seems to be a pun on Marta. So it's just a guy. Just a guy. They've I just mean, made up a guy. It's almost like okay, forgive me, forgive me using the phrase. He's a bit like an NPC. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, in the nicest possible I guess they way. Literally, they I mean, yeah, he literally, they literally is. Are yeah, NPCs. Um, they're not playable characters. I can fully <laughs> envisage him being in like a William Hartnell one episode yeah moment that was my impression i was kind of thinking oh he's just some throwback to a classic episode that's like i haven't watched or whatever but no no just he's no. just a guy they do acknowledge there's a line towards the end about like doom says oh i was hoping for something more doctory but like yeah when the whole point of certainly the phone games mm-hmm. is like here are some characters you know and love odd choice <laughs> And at at this point, I've engaged with this particular event way less than than the previous one because mm-hmm. gameplay wise, it's exactly the same. They they change like maybe one or two things, but on on the whole, it's it's basically the same thing. You unlock some locations, you upgrade some characters, you make the number go up faster. Uh, you pay the money. Nothing actually changes here the story's not good enough to warrant my attention i felt <laughs> okay i have a question for you two and that mm-hmm. is oh I, actually i have about two questions and they're sort of semi okay semi yeah. um joined as it were as a as an entire so story so far are you enjoying it that's the first question um I can't wait to see how it ends. And it will, of course, end with a free short story on the website. Yes. Um, and I would say that in terms of the media, um, again, it's all very standalone, which there are there, there are advantages to that. Like, you don't have to splash out for Doctor Who magazine if you just want to read the novel, for example. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
yeah, it's it's quite it means it's quite a mixed bag. I would say I did enjoy reading through the novel, uh, Extraction Point. And I also really enjoyed the Missy comics. Yeah. Mm. But it really just made me think, I should be reading more Missy comics instead. Um, and I am looking forward to the audio stories, not least because we haven't actually heard Suze Kempner act yet. So it would be nice to actually see her. Yeah. 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 She just, like, for all it's it's been advertised on her star power, she hasn't actually been able to do anything. <laughs> yes. And that's the, uh, there's a sort of slight heartbreaking irony to that that like the lead yeah the lead actor yeah. who we've sort of yeah. been who we've seen in one trailer maybe two yeah give or take there's been a, there's mm. been a few trailers yeah. but they're all very similar <laughs> yeah i i kind of hope like i would if i was her i'd be sort of absolutely begging for like a small cameo mm. in the actual show just so then i could yeah. actually show my acting chops off well you never know but Russell T Davies, if you're listening, yeah, um. <laughs> I I think I think it's not impossible, or maybe we could see maybe we could see some cameos in other promotional material for the actual show as well. Mm. Could could you imagine how incensed certain <laughs> people in the fandom would be if like Doom crashes the big nostalgic David Tennant and Catherine Tate 60th yes. special? Yes. Kind of want to see it for that reason. Oh. I, I would absolutely love to see that. But yeah, I am looking forward to the audio stories. So I would say, on the whole, I have enjoyed this experience. Mm. Yeah. Uh, would I recommend it? In parts. Are you all about you? I, so it's certainly, at the very start, it felt like a very interesting premise. Yeah. But I think it has been let down by the execution. Mm. Uh, much like Georgia, I enjoyed certain parts of it i very much enjoyed the missy comics mm. i enjoyed extraction point it has its flaws but it's a competent sort of action adventure novel it's uh it's an okay story a bit confused in in some of its bits um but very much something i would recommend if you if you want you know just a sort of airport type thriller but set in the world of doctor who it's it's and notably, kind of that notably impossible to find in an airport or at least in the one that will was in um, yeah so make sure you purchase it before uh going yeah. on holiday <laughs> yeah i'm I, in terms of the game oh what am i thinking of there's this youtuber well there's this one youtube video i watched and it was this guy who played all the doctor who video games from like mm-hmm. the mid 80s to i think 20, uh, whatever the year was. But he literally reviewed every single Doctor Who game. And the graphics um, on the phone game really are really similar to some of the other phone games that they've had in the past. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, this uh, developer, I think it's Eastside Games, seem to be known for... So, like, the nature of the actual game itself, it's very much, it's just collecting cards and make number goods yeah. go up. So, it has lots of Who characters and locations, but you could feasibly put any brand you want So, I think, I that. think let's, let's, do, let's do a fun little exercise. I've popped a link to the developer's Google Play page uh, in, in our group chat. Ooh, I uh, haven't seen this either, by the way. And uh, <laughs> we can we can go through some of the games that, that they have uh, they have released. Oh my um, god. 
So what I'm seeing here is the featured app is The Office, Somehow We Manage. I've got to say I like that name. If you look at some of the screenshots, you can oh, wow. see that it's similar, isn't it? I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely Steve Carell. Um, <laughs> and um, Emily Blunt's husband, whose name I forget. Yeah. Oh, tap, you can tap your way to Scott Coins with a meter that is exactly the same as the TARDIS meter yes. that you have to tap your way to <laughs> yes. between levels. Uh, what, what else? What else we got here? You can um, you can take a ooh. break, which I find yeah. absolutely hilarious. You, you can you can take a break. What what else they have? Some some of the more cursed ones. How about Funko Pop I, Blitz? I was just looking at that. <laughs> oh God, there's a Funko Pop Shrek. There's. I mean, this does look different. This does look like a different game. Mm. It, it, looks, it looks more like a collection of mini games where incidentally you also have a bunch Please, of Funko Pops. Let me in show it. you. Yeah. Let me show I don't know if that will work. Um, but let let me show you the, the cursed care bear. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> Especially with the ex- the exposure. Yeah, listeners yeah. can't see this, but the yeah. exposure is yeah. not really working with my phone. So you're just seeing a <laughs> pair of eyes, black eyes just, staring just, uh, out. <laughs> Yeah. Um what what else what else have they done? Uh they they have I don't know how this is sorted in in Google Play Store, but I think the sort of I guess earliest game or lowest one in the in the list is called Rob the Rich. This is the same game. It is the is same, same this game, is, isn't this it? Is it? Time again. Yeah. Oh, you can win cards. You, you can uh, 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 you can experience win cards. you can experience funny stories. You you certainly can experience <laughs> something. Oh wow! There's there's a RuPaul's Drag Race one. Um, how does that work? You, you get oh, cards. Oh, oh look at that! It's the same game. I I think I think with this one they actually sort of unlock the internal character creation system a little bit so you can actually upgrade your drag queen with different assets that's quite cool um so yeah that is that is kind of cool and i wonder how much know, it costs um to, to do to use those features uh, uh, 10.99 isn't it yeah <laughs> um yeah might as well there's <clears throat> milk farm tycoon what is yeah Oh, so this looks a little bit like there was a game I was into in lockdown called Egg Ink, which was an idle game. Yeah, that's that, what I thought. Again, oh, you you're into that. You've played that as well. Yeah. So like again, I gave it no money and therefore made it got stuck really quickly. But this just seems like that, but for cows. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's to be fair, it's not the same idle game. It's it's a different idle game. It's it's a it's a different it's a different idle game, but like. From from what I, because I've also like looked at most of the other ones here. This one seems like the most different by virtue of imitating a different game. Mm. There, there's also um, a wrestling one, AEW. I'm not sure what that stands for. Rise to the top. There's there's a guy here who I'm told is Chris Jericho. Um, I haven't seen wrestling since like. My brother was into it the best part of a decade ago, and Chris Jericho did not look like that then. 
Um, so oh, I don't know oh, how... Oh, look. Oh, look. It looks identical to Doctor Who Lost oh, in Time. Interesting. <laughs> um, Do we think that this developer has, like, one engine and they basically go to various, you know, licensed IP <laughs> owners and say, hey, we can make you a game real quick. It's a bit like copy and paste, isn't it? Except yeah. the... <laughs> You sort yeah. of drag and drop file yeah. and, and hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, one more thing on Lost in Time, and then I have fully run out of my notes. Um, <laughs> That's okay. We talked earlier about uh, the Suze Kempner trailers. Um, interestingly, um, a trailer for specifically the this Doctor Lost in Time event, it is called Wrong Place at the Right Time. Doom is there ostensibly to save this Martin bloke, uh, but then it turns out she has to kill him so that he becomes a martyr and then the people rise up and, like, defeat their evil oppressors, which I did did quite like that bit of the story and the bit about, like, Mm -hmm. you have to kill someone respected so people take police violence seriously. Mm -hmm. The sort of ethics of, like, she has to... It's like, can you kill someone if it's doing the right thing? So there's there's something there, but it's kind of done so quickly and so boringly. Um, I, I guess I guess the the central thesis of of that uh, of that story is uh, sometimes you must kill or be killed. Well, there we go. News references are also my idea. <laughs> um, well, that one wasn't. Um, so anyway, the the Seuss Kempner trailers. This event wrapped up on I think Monday, the twenty first of August. On Wednesday, the twenty third of August, Doctor Who social media channels posted a trailer for the Doctor for Doctor Who wrong place at the wrong time with the caption "Only twenty four hours to go on this phone event." This is on Facebook, Instagram, Mm -hmm. whatever Twitter's calling itself these days. They fully advertised (laughs) it after the first run of the event has already concluded. And to be fair, fair, there was a second run, but that wouldn't start for another day or two after this. (laughs) Um, So they advertised it like... It's a really... Obviously, the, the way that these events work... Like the the extraction point novel came out on the tenth of August, and the BBC audio came out on the twenty fourth of August. So this was all like within the window that the game could have been out on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's really emblematic of like all the corporate partners not talking to each other. Yeah, some someone missed a memo somewhere, or it was very much the case of uh, the Lost in Time team completely throwing it together at the last possible moment because I think I'm I'm not really familiar with the games industry that much but I think there is a healthy amount of that happening mm. at the best of times I mean that's just ironic that um I mean I am currently watching the trailer on mute, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. clearly I'm doing my research live. So um, <laughs> thank you. Dedication. Uh, <laughs> this is. I have to look at some of the comments because honestly, this is just going to be hilarious. A bit, be, 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 be careful. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Um, um, well, oh no, you, 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 you can. It's just. 
the, the psychic damage you're going to take. Um, this is the unstoppable force of yeah. a slightly misjudged piece of media with a female lead <laughs> versus the immovable object of the Doctor Who fandom. Yeah. And I wish, listeners, that you could see the face Sam is making mm-hmm. right now. Um. <laughs> well, this is getting recorded, so if, for whatever reason, yeah. my face <laughs> when, needs when to be When we do our YouTube channel. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so... One thing that we did think about with mm. uh, this being a limited time uh, event in the Lost in Time game is that this means that Doomsday is now impossible to finish. Yeah. And yeah. this was a criticism we had. Um, not Neither of us really got into Time Lord Victorious. Um, and with the way it was timed in the pandemic, uh, certainly we weren't able to do any of the live action stuff ourselves. Um but one thing we did talk about with Time Lord Victorious is that because Time Fracture closed yeah. last year, that is also impossible to finish. However, I thought to myself, at least Time Fracture would have been fun. Was it? Right, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, full disclosure um, about Time Lord Victorious. I have not read it, seen it. Sensible, sensible. You've not bought the T-shirt. No. (laughs) There Um, there is a T-shirt available that you can buy. (laughs) I apologise to any Whovians who are going to be absolutely riled with anger that I haven't seen something. No, no, they're going to be sitting at home thinking, sensible. (laughs) Sensible. Sensible. But you did go go and see Time Fracture. Yes, I saw Time Fracture. uh, One with my dad, and I think we were both... um, very non-plus, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. The set's brilliant. Loved it. But it felt a bit like... Oh, boy. How, how shall I describe this? So, you know the London Dungeon, how you get those actors who were doing the sort of come inside, death and doom or despair, all of those people who were standing outside the London Dungeon in costume, mm-hmm. telling you to mm-hmm. come I inside. I have it, but... I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've seen I've seen the folks who stand outside try I've, to get you to come in. Yeah, I've, I've it's been like to that, Disney World. But yeah, two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it it it's quite weird because they've got the thirteenth Doctor sort of scattered mm. around on a few screens, um, mm. where she'll be sort of saying, "Oh, don't worry, don't give up hope." Hope will prevail, all that, you know, all her sort of wonderfully well-known mm-hmm. snippets yeah. that she says. Um, and then you and then you get Joe Martin's Doctor just casually there as well, um, which I was delighted by, but I mm-hmm. didn't know why she was there as well. Um, so it was kind of a bit... Yeah, it sounds like it was very much written a story and then gone, oh, we need to acknowledge Joe Martin's doctor. Yeah. Quick, yeah, quick, get yeah, out of the let's phone. Write him on yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the premise, if there was one, if I can remember it, was you arrive at unit, something bad has happened, you then have to, I suppose, travel to a nearby planet, um, which is essentially a marketplace, um... And there you meet a variety of different uh, beings, enemies, well-known foes. So you meet Davros, 
I think you see a Cyberman at some mm-hmm. point coming in and out of the of the place. Uh, <laughs> and it's more about, you don't really go there for the acting. You go there to be within the actual spaces yeah. that are dominated. Mm-hmm. It's an immersive production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, after, by the time you get to the market space, you can kind of do whatever you want. There's no real limit to how long you can take, although they do sort of, having said that, I will contradict myself and say they do then shiver you along at a sort of small pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then end up in a very snazzy, jazz, darkly lit bar where you've got a woman singing and it's all quite sensual and lovely, but you can't see anything. Um, <laughs> and then you have someone coming in and saying, oh, danger, we've got to move now. Um so, and then, of course, towards the end, you end up on Gallifrey, but you end up in the Time Lord. Um, oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong. You end up in the Time Lord Parliament bit. Um, mm. Yeah, the kind of the Citadel, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this is where, like, this is the big boots sort of stuff in terms of them, because it's, everyone's geared up. Um, the Doctors are there, except they're not the Doctors. It's pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded Jodie and Joe Martin. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, something bad happened and the day is saved because the doctor believed in you. Um, and then you go home. <laughs> so. I, I love okay. it when... I, I love it when... Um, you know, the tube is late and the bus is late, <laughs> and I think, but it's okay, the doctor believes in me and yeah. I magically arrive on time. I, I guess hearing that, is there actual plot to this? Um, well, not particularly, well, there's a sort of semi-plot, but I'll be honest with you both, I forgot what the plot was after about two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, because by the time you by the time you visited all the locations, <laughs> you, sort yeah. of, you kind of forget that the plot even exists. And then when you come to the end of it, you remember, oh, so that's why we're here. Um, it's, it's interesting. I guess I've never really done um, yet a kind of immersive theatre production. Mm. the Because, you know, there, there are a number of those. Time Factor was one. Um, and we should acknowledge, of course, that it was literally cursed with plague and floods. Yes. So yes. it was operating in quite difficult circumstances. Um, but it was a time that a number of these have kind of been been popping up. Mm. Um, and I guess, like, Philip, this is a question for you. I don't know if you've done anything mm. like this, but I, I, Sam, I know you have. Is that typical of how immersive theatre works? Because I kind of feel like it, yeah, it might be the sort of thing where you are there primarily for the amazing sets rather than anything else. Is that kind of typical or...? I mean, I think it depends on a whole host of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I, me, I went to one recently, a sort of different, mm-hmm. wholly different one called Burnt City. That was with a, a sort of relatively well-known theatre company and dance company who do, that's like their thing. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So... yeah. In terms of the actual setting and where it was located, it was an entirely different experience because it was on three levels of a massive warehouse. Um, You weren't allowed to take your phone in, which was an entirely different 
sense of actually mm-hmm. physically being in in this space um and yet though a similar sort of storyline you were there to follow a storyline but not really if you wanted to follow the storyline you could this particular one for instance was around the trojans and the greeks at war um and again all these different characters were filtered out over Mm -hmm. in the in the spaces um but you were primarily there to quite literally be within the space and see all the different elements that were there um and i suppose for time fracture what was really fascinating was like okay we did get to meet davros that was pretty cool we got to see a actual cyberman not a lot of Doctor Who characters would be as overjoyed as that to get to be Davros <laughs> or Sideman. So I mean, in, in terms of a plot, you can kind of add anything. Um, so long as, I mean, again, yeah. I think people, all people really, really wanted to see was the unit, the Time Lord, Parliament, the TARDIS, um, the space market, which again, could have really been anywhere. And then there was a, a jazz lounge. And you know what? My memory's uh, probably <laughs> not working very well, but there were definitely mm-hmm. other locations um, that we mm-hmm. went into. Yeah. Um, but actually, in terms of those spaces, that was done really, really well, was that the actors, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, credit to the actors, was that they did really sort of write in we go, do this, you get pulled aside by someone, you then get sort of chevied along to do a mini task by another person, um, you get, I don't know, handed a, a bit of paper that's very important and then you've got to give it to someone else. So, I mean, in terms of that element of experience, they're fully going mm-hmm. for it and actually you do think, oh, okay, we've got we've to go with this, otherwise um, the day won't be saved as it were. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think actually that works for Time Fracture that worked really well yeah. and to the Burnt City as well because I went with my brother and dad and Alex, my younger brother, was... We we all sort of separated the minute we got there because that's what they wanted mm-hmm. you to do. They didn't want you to go around mm-hmm. in a group. It was much preferred that one person stayed and two people left and then by the time you all got back together two and a half hours later you'd all had very different experiences and you know Alex for example said oh I got pulled aside by the same guy three times and asked to do four or five different things whereas my experience was entirely different I followed about four Mm -hmm. to seven different axes um, Mm -hmm. and didn't really understand the story but then stayed for the last final bit yeah which then pulled it all together and dad had a sort of slightly different experience where he then went elsewhere so i mean in terms of that it really works yeah and i have to i have to ask um if 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 you don't like me asking because sam and i are contractually not allowed to have a conversation without talking about this of course <laughs> i as as you know an autistic person. I've got to say, to me, that sounds really intense. Like, just the sensory experience and the... 
how did you find that and kind of what was in play? I mean, if anything, you know. <laughs> well, first of all, <clears throat> half of these spaces are very darkly lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my dyspraxia was not thankful um, <laughs> that yeah. I had to climb up and down several staircases and then I get pushed aside by certain people um, and then have to sort of semi pull myself together and then go in a different direction. So in terms of sensory stuff, it oh, it's completely overloading um, mm-hmm. because you're thrust into this space and if you want to go out, you can, but I think by the time you, you know, where they normally have the exit is at a bar. So actually mm-hmm. it's yeah. almost like a semi... Almost worse. It's almost like a semi-worse <laughs> experience because... You go to you go to this bar and there's loud music playing. There's people milling mm. around having drinks, and so as a sensory experience, it's completely in your face. Yeah. Um, so for me, I sort of thought, okay, take this with a pinch of salt and mm. just embrace whatever's going to come. Um, but I have to admit, the um, the time fracture one was a lot less over- <laughs> overloaded, even yeah. though there'd be Tano announcements, announcements, and you know, clocks ticking in the background, and there'd be lights flashing everywhere. So I mean, in terms of that, you sort of think, oh, okay, we've got to, we've got to go, guys. Let's go, let's go. Um, so you're really yeah. with it by the time you actually get in, into the uh, mm-hmm. into the depth of it, as it were. So to to be honest, it it, it sounds like this was a a for, well, first of all, much more high concept. Uh, immersive theatre production, but also a lot more actually immersive, whereas uh, from what you described, Time Fracture sounds very much like Georgia going to Florida to get shouted at by the First Order. Yes! So I was going to say, um, I um, went to uh, Walt Disney World in Florida earlier this year, um, and this is probably the closest I've got to experiencing immersive theatre, I went on the new Star Wars ride, uh, Rise of the Resistance, and I won't go into full detail on the ride, but the queue is is one of those <laughs> queues that's so long that the, they have to make the queue an experience. So you basically, after the main queuing bit, you're kind of, you go in a ship um, and it doesn't actually move, but the screens around you are showing that it's going up into space and stuff. And basically gets hijacked yeah. by uh, the First Order. Mm. Um, and then you're taken out, you're taken onto this other ship. And like, it's amazing. It looks incredible. You've got the stormtroopers. So obviously everyone's like taking photos. It's not like a proper show. You can have your yeah. phone out. Everyone's taking photos and trying to get selfies and stuff. <laughs> now, the Disney staff, uh, cast members, who obviously at Every other place in the park are like the most incredibly (laughs) polite, enthusiastic people like ever, ever. In this one place, because they are members of the First Order, they're like, (laughs) you over there, three over there now, quickly. And like, obviously there's the whole thing I, I, I was saying earlier about meeting Davros there's the whole thing where we're trying to take selfies with like stormtroopers. And if you think about that yeah. in universe, yeah. um, in the universe, that's like uh, uh, one of the cast members said to us at one point, 
documenting your capture. How sad. <laughs> um, because that's the character that they yeah. are. Um, and it honestly made it so much. And it was just funny, the fact that the role that they have to play in like the in the park generally yeah. and the role that they have to play in this particular experience mm. are such opposites. So I think it's like, it can be little things like that that make something immersive. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm. They, they did like a variant of that in the science museum, actually. They Do you remember did. that uh, science fiction exhibition? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did go to that. So the the opening to that one is is very much like yeah they they put you into a room mm. that pretends to be a shuttle and then you go in to actually see the exhibit. They had they had Daleks there. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, there was a little Cyberman as well. Yeah. There was oh what was the AI mm-hmm. lady called? Jennifer or Helen or someone. I remember her. Yeah. And I cannot remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's your guide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we actually you kind because you kind of you queue and you go in, and then you have to turn right into the ride, but yeah. it's quite dark, and we like either our group or yeah. like accidentally kind of plunged forward, and then the person who was being like yes welcome aboard then had to be like no 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 it's that way, <laughs> um, which is always quite it's always quite funny. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, I'm oh, sorry. It's really that. not very clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it never is in those things, though, is it? You sort of hope yeah. Um, yeah. that someone will guide you. All I have to say is I, I'm, I'm actually quite heartbroken that uh, Time Fracture sort of did, unfo- is, is sadly no longer, because for those people who were hoping to experience, like, or sort of mm-hmm. re-immerse themselves in the world of Doctor Who... Mm-hmm. And yes, okay, like, one of the big sets is actually the TARDIS. So you do actually go into one of the TARDISes. Um, But I couldn't tell you which Doctors it was because... That was my next question. So (laughs) generic. Yeah. So I I guess it's sort of a classic style TARDIS, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing I, I found quite interesting with Time Fracture was that they do get the audience, like, a lot of it is audience participatory, so mm-hmm. the first room that I think we entered after we sort of been to unit was, you know, we had this person shouting questions at all of us. Um, and it was almost, it then kind of became, almost the beauty of it was as, as a group, it then became a bit like a, oh my God, what are those things that you go into as a group and you've got to sort of do missions? Um, Escape rooms. Thank you. It then became yeah. like an mm. escape room, but within an immersive theatre experience. And there, there were Time Lord Victorious escape rooms yes. as well, which some of our friends have done. Mm. Um, so it was certainly a lot more involved. And to be fair, um, while it sounds like Time Fracture was a mixed bag, there is at least an interesting conversation to be had about it. Um, unlike, you know... Like, can you imagine in 2025, are we going to be talking about Doctor Who Lost in Time? Absolutely not. (laughs) Poor Martin. Um, It seemed like his death was important to a civilization somewhere, presumably. Maybe maybe it'll be a footnote in, like, the Jimquisition's video on (laughs) 
how the games industry is exploitative or something. Look, look, maybe <laughs> maybe Martin Tur will get picked up for Big Finish. Maybe. And he will be part of the better serv- the better story that he deserves. And certainly I would hope that for Doom. I, I mean, we know that Doom is coming to Big Finish next I, month. Yes, like, yeah. I have I have high hopes for for uh, for the Big Finish story. I hope there's going to be Daleks. Oh yeah, I, there's got to be there's got to be Daleks at some point. Yeah. So, um, in terms of next steps, um, the next piece of media that Doom will be in, and excitingly that Suze Kempner will be in for yes. the first time, Woo. is the BBC audio uh, for from Doomsday. Um, so that came out at the time of recording in the past. Uh, it came out on the 24th of August and we are going to be listening to that next. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, that covers four hours. Um, after that, you have the big finish, Dying Hours, which uh, at the time of recording is just penciled in for September. Yep. That's quite normal for big finish. They don't tend to give you a date. They give you a month and then go, hey, it's out. <laughs> um, so that is another four hours. And then we have... Uh, the final hour, which will be back to James Goss on the .who.tv website. I don't think a time has been given for that yet, but I assume it's not going to be that long after the big finish. So we're we're on yeah. the home, we're sort of on the home stretch, but we're also just about to hear Suze Kempner in character for the first time. Um, feels feels a bit weird. Mm-hmm. It feels good. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm also genuinely. Yeah. I've just I've just realised this, and it's almost part genius on the marketing team's front that by the time Suze Kempner has done her final adventure things will be ramping up for the 60th so absolutely I I I do think that that is why Mm. because it is wild that they didn't kick off with the books and the audio right you Mm. know that like they, they gave Suze Kempner you know this big advert and then they were like yeah, but it's just going to be comics. Um, but, like, part of me is like, they should have started with this. And then even if they started it now, mm. and then they'd have it all as a set in time for, like, you know, the Christmas sales and things. But I think you're absolutely right. I think this is timed to ramp up for the 60th. Yeah. Certainly they wouldn't want to be clashing with it. No. And that is part of why it is done in this kind of weird order. Mm. No, yeah. it's almost, yeah, I think that will work almost seamlessly, effortlessly by mm-hmm. the time it gets to October, November, whenever the 60th will be coming out. I mean, by that point, I think it'll be, every, everyone will be on high alert, basically. Um, I, I've got to say, um, I we talked, obviously, in the previous episode about the reveal that the Doctor... Um, that Doom is looking for is William Hartnell. Mm. Um, I've got to say, I'm surprised it's not Tennant. Because if it's final hour, you yeah. wouldn't need Tennant to actually do anything because it's just like writing yeah. about the 10th or the 14th Doctor. I'm I'm really surprised they didn't do that tie-in. Maybe something will happen and they still will. Yeah, um, maybe. Um, c- certainly this is, this is Doctor Who and... Uh... All the options are open. Um, Sam, where can people find you? Oh, God. Um, You're asking someone who's just, as of maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, just logged in to her Instagram. 
So, uh, <laughs> for the first time in a very long time. Um, <laughs> where can people find me? You, you can have find a website. Me... Yes, I have a website, samchanahan.co.uk. Um, um, at Wix, yeah. you can that find me. That will be in the description. Yeah, yeah you can find me um, on Instagram, also samchanahan. And Twitter, which is now X, which I haven't, again, been running donkey's years. It's also Sam Chanahan. I think it's Sam Hans 3. Sam Hans 3, yeah. That's the one. If, if you enjoy um, mindfulness and living in the moment <laughs> and not having social media updates, follow <laughs> Sam. And if you enjoy art, go to Sam's website because yes. that's where it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I am Mind the Flap on all the socials or most of them. Again, I'm a bit sporadic these days, um, but I do post sometimes, even if it's just to plug this podcast. She does. Um, I, I have can a vouch. I have a. <laughs> I have a blog, mindtheflap.wordpress.com, which I do not update anywhere near enough, uh, but it's there. Uh, Philip. Um, I do music. Uh, I do music with Georgia as well, um, releasing as Philip Wheeland on Spotify and other platforms. Uh, I am at Minkowski on the website formerly known as Twitter and FTW on Blue Sky and Mastodon. All of those links will be in the show notes um, as, as well as uh, the link to the transcription yes. folder um, so i am at the moment um working on transcribing all of our podcast episodes there is a bit of a backlog at the time of recording uh the first three episodes have transcriptions available but we will eventually get to all of them yep. um and yeah music on this podcast by the amazing philip wheeland Artwork on this podcast by the amazing Sam Chowner-Hearn. I'm so sorry that you have to put up with me as well. I guess if you like transcriptions, <laughs> I, I do that. I, I, I do transcriptions. Um, and yeah, we will see you for the next piece of media. See you later. Thanks, Bye. guys.